Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. From the After 9 Podcast Studios, this, this is After 9 with Scott and Kat. Are you okay to do it? Yeah, um, I, I, you know what, I'll just, I'll just get through it. I was going to maybe defer. Defer? Yeah. I don't think people would like that. Okay. And then you know what, I'm, that's why I'm here today at all, just for the people. So. Okay. Happy motherfucking Friday! Yeah! Welcome to After 9, everybody. And a quick thank you to everybody who took the time to DM and text into the the Scott and Cat number uh, after yesterday's podcast. If you didn't hear it, it was a solo Scott episode. And Cat, I didn't even tell you, I, uh, I was so close to making it an hour. Wow. I hit 56 minutes and I thought, oh, if I could just drag this out for four more minutes, I can say I did a whole one hour podcast alone. And I just didn't have it in me. My voice quit. Just, yeah, that's a lot of, that's a lot of talking. Uh, it was, but I had a great time. It was good to get some stuff off my chest. Good. And it, def- it felt better for you? It, it, yes, Very absolutely. It, it seemed to resonate with a lot of people who good, took good. the time to message. So that was great. But let's first and foremost, talk about why you weren't here yesterday. Yeah. And I know that this is going to be a real tough subject for you. If you uh, want to take a break, if you want to pause, or if you just want to change the subject halfway through, I'm good with any of that. Okay. We'll, we'll make it work for you and, and your level of comfort. Thank you. Well, I mean, look, I, I, I felt I needed to, to talk about it because why, why not talk about it um, today, you know, and why put it off? You guys, the longtime listeners especially, I mean, man, we've had people listening to us for over a decade now, Scott, you and I, mm-hmm. and all the way through ever since the beginning. And before that, um, I talk about, you know, my family and you talked about your family too. And one of the subjects that we talk about often because we both love dogs is our dogs. And Leo, um, my Australian shepherd, love that guy so much. And I, I did talk in the podcast last year about, you know, some health concerns that we had had with him. And at the time we kind of New, as our vet actually described it, is it, he was a kind of a miracle. We were probably running on some bonus time, so enjoy it. And uh, yesterday was the day that, unfortunately, uh, we had to say goodbye to Leo. Oh. Yeah, it was, uh, yeah, it was shitty. I could say it now because on the radio I couldn't say. It was just like, you know, I, I, again, we knew we were on this bonus time, and that's what we considered it. And we, we just wanted to have a good Christmas. I, I wanted to get through Christmas. I wanted to make sure that, you know, we could spoil him and do all those things that we wanted to do. Uh, for Leo and uh, and we did and we and we spent extra time with him and gave him treats where we weren't supposed to you know all those things to to try to spoil him these last few months all those things you do out of the love of your dog and uh, it was it's still not expected at all I mean he was really happy Um, this week for example when we had that snowfall I took him for a walk and the guy was trying to prance now his mobility is not great he's an old guy he's gonna be 13 in March and his mobility um, was not 100% toward the end, especially like his back legs. Um, and that was maybe due to some of the medication he was on and maybe just because he's old and he's got old joints. But he was actually prancing in the snow and it would brought me a lot of joy to see that. It was Monday, Tuesday, whenever we got all that dumping of snow. So really, I had no indication. It wasn't one of these things where we had to go back to the vet or to the clinic and some, oh no, he's having seizures again. That wasn't it at all. He was actually doing really, really well. He was on medication that seemed to be really working. Happy as shit, eating and drinking. I mean, all the things he was doing so, so good. 
So I think that for me is is the reason why it was such a shock. Um, and it was right when I woke up for the morning show. I woke up for the morning show. Leo usually lays down by the front door. That's where he he liked to sleep, was right at the front door. Probably for many different reasons. He's a herding dog at heart, so I think he likes to know where everyone is. And if he <laughs> mans the front door, then he knows who's coming in and out, right? So he used to sleep there almost every night. Um, every now and again, you'd find him in a different room, though. It was like a one-off where he might sleep in the guest room or the playroom or whatever. Or he might even come into the to the bedroom. But he didn't come into the bedroom that night. Um, so when I woke up, I went to go make my coffee. And that's usually when when he gets up. He was deaf, pretty deaf toward the end. Probably a little blind, we imagine, with cataracts and things. But man, that guy could hear when I was making my coffee because he knew that was his moment to go pee and have a stretch and go for a little a little jaunt outside in the backyard and all those things. And I made my coffee. I looked at the front door, didn't see him, just kept making my coffee, just carrying on like, oh, all right, he's in another room, fine. Man, like he went through my whole like morning routine thinking I'll just have to wake him up. And, uh, and I went into the mudroom. I had to go there to go to the garage where my car was because I was on my last resort. I'm like, oh, in the mudroom sleeping. A uh, nice cool tile floor in there. So I thought that's it. And uh, and then I saw him laying down and I I didn't even need to, to, to touch him to know. He was just so still and, uh, and just lying there. So uh, I knew right away. Um, and it was like that next moment I knew... It was like the first thing for me was I got to wake up my husband because I, I don't want to I don't want to do this alone. And and obviously, like everything just kind of that moment, obviously everything changed. Um, and I knew this day was not going to be a good day. But uh, I think he went to sleep. And that's the peace that I have. I, I mean, we do find peace in that because my husband and I, during all of this chaos of his health issues and his seizures, we worried he, we were going to lose him like in in the middle of a, either in the middle of a seizure or was he going to be at a clinic surrounded by strangers? No offense to the workers that work there. They're always very kind people, but I've been to all those places and I think I want him to be home. And wouldn't it be lovely? I mean, we always talk about those kinds of things, right? Wouldn't it be lovely to just go peacefully in your sleep? And by all means, we're pretty sure that's exactly what happened with Leo. So um, that again, brings me a little bit of comfort, but it doesn't make it any easier. Even knowing that we were on bonus time, even knowing that he was over 13, almost 13 years old, um, didn't make it easier at all. So having to wake up my husband was like the worst moment. Like I could have, I didn't, like I said, I just didn't want to be alone. It was early in the morning. I was waking up for the morning show. So we're talking like 4.15, I found him and I'm going, I don't, I don't know what to do. And I wrestled with it for a bit, but uh, yeah. And then, uh, and then we had to go through the process, which was also like a weird thing. Um, Once we kind of cried it out for like hours you know um having to tell the girls oh shit like things that you don't realize like I have to tell the girls how am I supposed to tell them right he's a part of our routine dogs become a part of your routine every single day and cats you know and and everything they've become part of your routine sometimes you do it on autopilot you know what I mean it's just like you wake up you let them out for a pee or maybe it's a walk right away whatever it is you feed them you put the water in the dish they're just a part of your routine and so I don't know what it's going to be like not doing all those things and for the girls, it was part of their routine as well, was uh, was Leo. They helped to feed him and all those other things. So it was really, really difficult to to have to let them know. But um, they're doing okay. They're, my oldest is, is really good. My youngest, I'm not sure if she knows what's going on because she keeps asking if he comes back or when he comes back or where exactly he went, you know, all those things. When you texted me yesterday morning and told me what happened, the girls was actually the first thing that crossed my yeah. mind. And how do you explain to a little kid death? 
How do you yeah. explain to a little kid that someone that they not a day has gone by that they haven't seen that dog? Yeah. And and when you have to tell them it's gone, and I find that kids in particular have a really hard time understanding the finality of it. You know, yeah, like it's you, a lot. You, they don't really understand that gone, never coming back. Yeah. Yeah, you're absolutely right. I mean, I think it's a lot for some adults to process, to be honest with you. A hundred percent. I think it's hard for that. I mean, it's hard for any of us to really process it. And sometimes it takes a while. It's not instantaneous. Like, even like I said, there's going to be moments where I think he's there. You know, you have those moments with loss, whether it's a pet or whether it's a person. Like, I, it doesn't matter. You have those moments where you forget and you sincerely think, oh, I got to tell them this or I got to I got to do this for this. Oh, right. They're gone. So I know we're going to have a lot of those moments. Those are going to be tough to go through, especially because, like I said, it's it was he was part of our routine every single day. You've had Leo for your entire adult life, basically. Yeah. yeah. He's always been there. Well, long before the girls were there, it was mm-hmm. you, your husband, and Leo. Yeah. And I remember he used to go everywhere with you. You brought him into the station a couple of times, yeah. and he really does go, become so integrated into your life that for a while, I think the house is going to feel a little empty yeah. at, at times, even when the house isn't empty. Yeah. Because. For sure. He's not there and the impact that these animals have on our lives. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to speak for you, but I'll tell you from my experience, having lost pets too, that um, it's different. You know, when people die, it's a different feeling from when a pet dies because it's really hard to describe, particularly if you don't have a dog or you've never had a dog. It's really hard to describe the bond you have with them. Mm -hmm. You can look into their eyes and know what they're thinking. To know that that dog's entire life was you. It lived to try and make you and your family happy. And and when you think about it, I mean, life well lived, that dog saw a lot of shit. Well, with yeah. you in particular, it probably saw a lot of shit. And then <laughs> through the, the girls being born and it, he almost sort of took somewhat of a backseat when you've got two little toddlers running yeah. around. And, and you know what though, that's all part of it. And he saw you grow through a whole ton of different stages and your whole family. So, uh, I was a little gutted yesterday when you sent me that yeah. text. How yeah. are you doing, by the way? I, I'm, 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 I'm okay. Like I'm okay. It was a, it was a weird process going through, like bringing him to the vet. It's always that part sucks. Oh my god. I don't know if anyone's the, been there where you have to like physically bring the animal, because um, maybe it happened for you, for those listening. Maybe it happened for them at a clinic or they, you know what I mean. And they just take care of everything, but have it put him in the back of the car. Like I, that was hard. That was really hard. It was just like a final drive away, you know, like all that stuff was really, really difficult. But I'm trying, you know, you do what you can. You hang on to the good memories. Right. And we had, thank God, we had so many good memories with that guy. And uh, and we're just holding on to those. We should point out Dave Blizzard joins us on this episode of After Nine. Oh, sorry, Dave. We will have fun later. I've <laughs> been here the whole time. No, no. Um, I, it's, you know, talking about what you went through yesterday. Uh, I was thinking about my my little guy who passed away <clears throat> six, seven years ago now. Governor uh, Gimli? Governor Gimli T. Puppy. <laughs> Which is um, the, that's a great name. Yeah, and he <laughs> was... called him the governor. He called him <laughs> the governor. Little dog. <laughs> yeah, little little white uh, uh, Shipu. Oh, So cute. a Shih Tzu Poodle guy. But he was the long... And to this date, he's the longest and most successful relationship I've ever been in in my wow, life. Wow, Like, yeah. he was my buddy. He mm-hmm. was my, like, sidekick. He was He was there for everything. And I'm thinking, like... Big moves and, uh, you know, new jobs and relationships changing Mm -hmm. and kids coming into the world. Like, um, he was there. He was my, my, the Robin to my Batman. Yeah. And so when he was gone, it was very weird. Like, the hardest part was the sitting on the couch. Yeah. And he's not squished in beside my leg. 
you know, or yeah. the the annoying little things that you that you get pissed off about. But when they're gone, you're yeah. kind of like, oh, he's not licking my toes. Yeah. You know, no, trying I, to wake me up. And no. th- so those are the moments I think that you find where you go, oh, OK. And then in your case um, with the with the girls, mm-hmm. I did the same thing with my daughter. And I wanted to know if you had any interesting questions so far. Mm-hmm. Lots of questions. <laughs> like. I'm, but I'm talking like interesting, like, oh, I don't know the answer to this. Like my daughter innocently asked when Gimli passed away. So what do we do with his skin? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, like, skin. like that just, yes. it's so funny yes. to think of the things that go into the kids' minds, yes. right? They're like, so now, like if, if he's, if his spirit's gone and he's, yeah. he's crossed the rainbow bridge and all that stuff. Right. And, and then you go, so now it's practical. All right, what do we do with the skin? Yes, yes. <laughs> I'm like, uh, no, absolutely. Like my so my youngest, she she asks pretty simple questions. But I, I I was mentioning she doesn't really fully I think grasp it, but my oldest certainly does, and she had questions like, but yeah. what are they doing with like I know his 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 soul's gone. We had a similar conversation like his soul's in heaven, you know, yeah. and I'll I'll read him Rainbow Bridge or whatever. There's a lot of different versions for kids. I still have to look into to try to because I think it's gonna take time for them. I recommend the Samuel Jackson go there after sleep. Yeah. That's, yeah. That one works it. when they were babies. Yeah. That's yeah. Right, yeah. Uh, but for for Jacqueline, same thing. She goes, but what are they doing with the bo- like? You, you, you're where are you bringing him? Mm-hmm. You know, she understood that we were leave that we were taking him out of the house because we we dropped them at my parents' house yesterday. I didn't put them to school because Jacqueline was bawling her eyes out. Yeah, like just that's... bawling her eyes out. I'm like, I'm not bringing them to school. I'm not gonna be that person. Well, her entire life, her, her literal entire life, entire life her entire from the life. second she was born yep. up to yesterday. It's so helpful. Like she was a dog. Like I mean, she helped a lot with Leo. It, yeah. You know, in the last couple of years, especially. But she asked the same question, like, "But where's his body going?" I said, "Well, we're bringing him to the vet." But what are they doing with that? And I looked at I looked at my husband because I'm like I'm an honest part. Like I'm just gonna tell her. Like I'm pretty honest. You ask me a question, I'm gonna answer it. I said they're they're gonna cremate him, honey. What is that? They're gonna burn him. <laughs> and cream. Oh they're gonna burn. Well, oh. And he got so mad at me, like fuck, cat. Like <laughs> you don't have to do that. But she was. They're like, gonna incinerate his his entire but body. I knew. I knew <laughs> my. I knew my daughter, so I knew that she could handle it. She's just like, oh. And I said, look, they, I mean, we could bury him in the backyard. And by the way, my the, my vet actually mentioned, like, if you want to just do that, it's zero dollars. But hey, that's up to you. We're mm-hmm. not going to suggest anything. But I, I was like, I'm not doing that. Um, but she says, I said, you know, they have, do have pet cemeteries. But you know what, sweetie? Like, I think it's okay if we we just have a moment. We're going to just do a paw, little momentum. They, they have really cool little They're things. They're beautiful, right? Yeah, yeah beautiful. Yeah. So ours is going to be hand-painted with Leo's fur colors because they were gorgeous. And so whatever, we ordered that. That was part of the process yesterday. Fun. Uh, looking through a catalog of what to do for your dog. It's a fucking weird situation. It's so weird. It's so weird. I've, I've had to go through that with people. And I found yes. the dog one harder. The dog one was strange. Yeah, so, uh, but you get you get like they get to ask you like the paw print and all that kind of yes. stuff in the clay, and then like there can be a saying on it. Yeah. Um, and there was one, and when I had to take Gimli in, so we had to go in, and and he had to get an injection. So he had like dis, like his health had disintegrated in like mm-hmm. three or four days. It just went completely Quick. from one day chasing his tail in a circle to then like the next he couldn't stand. So um, anyway, we're in there and. There is a business element to it. Yes, there right? is. And you forget that. Yeah. So you're sitting there. They give you a catalog <laughs> and you're just like. It's a pamphlet. Like for real. It's yeah. like a pamphlet. Really? Pamphlet. Yeah. Yes. You're looking at like dog, dead dogs. You're looking at like memorials to them. And then like little boxes, sayings, boxes, ashes, everything. Pictures Urns. on it or not on it. That's an upcharge. You know, like all these things. And Dave's so right. So for me, I've been to this vet for 13 years. Leo's been going to the same vet for 13 years. Even though I moved away from that area, I kept going because I like them. And they know Leo. So I had no idea this room existed. There was an actual room 
where they lay the pet down. And I don't think of it. When you're taking your dog to the vet, you don't take, think of that shit at all. You're no. just like, here's a room. Check his temperature. Give him the needle. We're gone. There was an entire room I didn't even notice. Um, and it was off to the side completely. And it, there's candles. And you can say a, a prayers if that's your thing. And there's examples of the paw print momentums. All the stuff Dave and I are talking about with the ashes and the photos. And it was just so weird. I sat down and I'm just like, do you even know this room was a thing? <laughs> Jamie's like, this is a lot. It's like <laughs> your speakeasy. <laughs> yes. It's like a, like, can we pour you a drink, ma'am? And you're like, ah, <laughs> my dog just died. What are you talking about? weird because the pamphlet doesn't have prices in it, too. So it's yeah. a sad moment. Yeah. And we're crying. Like, we're crying. Oh. Al- Alan, love Alan. One of the workers at the, at the veterinarian office that knows Leo so well was in there talking to us. And it was so weird to be like, Kate, there's no price. Can you tell me how much these things are? Because there's no price. As we're trying to mourn him, and Leo's literally laying there on a on a bed. Yeah. <laughs> so totally right. It's totally surreal. Totally weird. Did you find any of the phrases that they like that that they offer to engrave or to to you know to write on? Any anything stand out? Any of those ones? You know what? I didn't look at them because I knew I wasn't probably going to go with any of that. I knew I just wanted something that said Leo. I wanted a paw print. I knew I didn't want the ashes. Uh, oh really? I, yeah, oh, I didn't wow. do ashes. Uh, I didn't do it. We did. We he's in the, like a clay paw print and everything, and his ashes are in the clay. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Well, but I think we, they're we, doing that with him too. I don't know. I don't know. I just wanted to like just get it done, you know. There's, there's a, um, <laughs> there was one of the sayings that stayed in my head, but it wasn't one I wanted or chose. But it was just like, I was trying to. It was one of those. It felt like it was a, uh, an, it, it intended to be an inspirational thing, but it, it didn't land quite. Oh well. no! What was so it? It was like, um, he's not around for your life, but you're around for all of his. Or something oh, like that. Yeah, uh, it's like, just kind of like just stating a fact. Yeah, like, yeah. Your dog was 13 <laughs> years old. Dogs are dogs. Like, yeah, what? yeah. This yeah. doesn't bring me comfort at all. <laughs> what is this supposed to do? Dogs love to be pet. Yeah, yeah. The end. <laughs> You're like, is there more to this? Did they stop with the calligraphy? What happened? It's like the Hallmark people. Like, what are you, are you guys going to come up with some better ideas here? What yeah, is right? happening? So, what, what, how do they get the paw print? Do they take like? dead Leo and just like grab his paw and mash it into some clay? Is that what they do? Yeah. Or did they have like a previous imprint? Or, or this gonna no, like they'll, fake they'll it, do or? it. They they'll do, do it all. They it's, lay it's, the paw in to the clay. It's difficult. And I mean, sure, you're thinking, ah, you could probably do that. It's not something that you want to do. I, like, I, I didn't know. I'm just wondering, the, guy. The, the dog's dead. It just seems like very Weekend at Bernie's, weekend at Bernie's ish well, that they're moving him around and sticking his hands in clay and shit. They're not turning him into a marionette. Like if they're putting his paw in clay. It's a, like, it's, he's, he's, yeah. it's not a puppet. It just feels weird. Like it's dead. Leave it alone. I I don't know. It just seems strange to me. I You've never it, got a memento for any of your any of your dogs, uh, like anything like that. Did, did you, you keep your like, experience is different? Yeah, did you keep like keychain or not keychains, but necklaces, like and collars shit. and stuff. They yeah. have, but they have like necklaces where you can put the ashes in it too. Yeah. But yeah, you have anything set up? I've kept their collars. Yeah. Yeah. And and gone out of my way to print pictures, and I think that that's the only time I've ever printed. Pe- I, yeah, I think it's the only time I've ever printed pictures. Yeah. The kids must be outraged. <laughs> <laughs> just the dogs. Just, just the dogs. There's the dogs rolls get and rolls of undeveloped Kodak yeah. film uh-huh. sitting in, <laughs> in the basement. And there's no right way to do it. I mean, yeah. when you know what I mean? It, it's to each their own. It really is. And even then, they weren't trying to sell me on anything. They said, to, I mean, they're the ones that said to me, you could literally do nothing. You don't even have to come in here today. And it's. Kind of like we didn't talk. You it, know what I mean? If yeah. you really love your dog, you'd get this urn. Yeah, like it's exactly. <laughs> exact. There was no pressure there, which is good. But the whole magazine thing was a weird thing. Like sit on this couch and here's where you sign to make sure that you're okay with us setting your dog on fire. And we'll be right back. <laughs> yeah. Like, you know, it's just like, okay. 
I oh okay. man, I I distinctly remember it being the hardest I've ever cried. Yeah, I was. I, I, my cow. head was throbbing yesterday. Like I could have gone to sleep at four p.m. because my head was just. You know, oh, when yeah. you just have one of those days, my head was pounding, and it was we cried it was exhausted. All day. It's it's exhausting. Yeah, yeah. Ah, oh, well, Leo was a gem. Oh, he's he a good was. Boy. He's a really Loved good boy. Him. We're really lucky to have him. Yeah. How, how is everybody doing now, though? You're okay. I mean, you you, you said it, you liked being here today because I wasn't even sure if it was a good idea to, to yeah. bring it up, or I didn't know what to say. Yeah. To you. No. I mean, you know, when I mentioned this on the show and like work being here, it does really bring me joy. It's a it's a nice welcome distraction, to be honest with you. Because if I was at home. What am I? What am I doing? Waiting for my paw print to arrive. Yeah. <laughs> it's going to take six weeks. So I mean, even that, like, I I have to. This weekend's going to be shitty. Like, I know it's going to be a tough one because we need to go through his stuff. You know what I mean? We, he's got bins of stuff. I mean, he's got his toys and so all that stuff. I know I have a lot ahead of me. So to just have this is actually a really nice break in between for me. So I I was I was happy to come in. And the other thing is, I mean, we've had listeners who have heard our stories. For years, right? We talk about we talk about our dogs. We talk about our family on the podcast, on the radio show, and we long time. We have a lot of loyal, long time listeners. I love you guys. You're the best. A lot of them reaching out to me on on social too. I appreciate it. Uh, and so for me, I feel like I wanted to tell them the story too. I wanted them to know what was up because they've been a part of a part of it. They they know they probably feel they know Leo. And uh, yeah, so I wanted to do it. There is one question. That inevitably gets asked anytime somebody goes through this. So I will ask you this question, and I don't know if you've even thought about it or if you want to answer it, but the question that everybody asks is, will you get another dog? That to me is the equivalent of when someone gets engaged to ask when you're going to have a baby. Like I'm not even over, even close to over Leo's passing at all. Um, I'm going to say an immediate no, um, not a never, but it's it's an immediate no. Fair. All right. And are you doing anything this weekend? Are you, the routine is going to be different. The house is going to feel different. different weird. Um, like I said, it's not going to be easy for sure, but we'll try to find some distractions in there for us. I think yeah. a lot of people's weekends is going to be different because it's a very strange thing for most people to say, go Lions. But yet that's what a it's lot happening. of people are going to be saying this yeah, weekend, aren't they? It feels very weird. They, they, uh, yeah, they have my rooting interest now. For the, like, I love the story. Like I love how hard they've struggled. I went to a game a couple of weeks ago, and uh, it was the first time I've been to a Lions game where they were competitive. Like of all of the times I've been, they have just been just the drizzling shits and no fun to watch. <laughs> the stadium is basically empty by halftime. Like, and I've been going to Lions games with a buddy of mine for years. He he grew up in Chatham, and so the Lions were the closest NFL team to him being close to Detroit. So that was his his favorite team. So I would go to games because nobody else likes him or the Lions, I guess. So, <laughs> or so, Detroit. Yeah, or, yeah, or Detroit. So oh, I, that's true. I would go with him, and we would kind of try to make some sports weekends out of it. And if the Pistons were playing, we would try to do the, a Pistons game as well. If it was um, uh, the Red Wings playing, we would try to do that at a concert and something like that. Make it all one big trip. So yeah. uh, I'm happy to see that is finally happening for Detroit. Like, I went to games when they were when they were 0-16. Oh. You know, Ooh. like, nice. those were rough years for Detroit Lions fans. So yeah. I, I, I honestly, I think I'm rooting for them now that the Bills have been eliminated. Yeah. All right. I'm a hardcore Bills fan. I didn't think I would ever cheer for another team. But uh, now that the Bills are out, 
Yeah, go Lions. Did yeah. you see the Barstool poll where they polled people in every state to find out who you're cheering for? <laughs> yes, yeah. It was like 49 <laughs> states are going yeah. for Detroit and everybody else is just, well, fuck it. Yeah, yeah it's, it's lit up blue. Like I, all the I way think across. California was the only one that supported the 49ers and then every, literally everything else was the Lions. Yeah, it's yeah. amazing. Amazing. Uh, Super Bowl prediction. With the final four here, you Ooh. can pick two teams that are going to play in the Super Bowl and a winner. Because I'm thinking it's going to be a Baltimore-Detroit Super Bowl, Baltimore champions. That's Ooh, what I think. You think Kansas City's out this weekend, huh? I, I think Kansas City's out, and it just can't happen soon enough because I'm sick and tired of everything that goes around the Kansas City uh-huh. Chiefs, and I still don't like how that ended last week. So mm. I think well, yeah, I th- a missed field goal. Get the fuck Wide out right? of here. Wide right? Yeah, get out of here. But anyway, I think uh, Baltimore goes on to win it. And if you think about it, Baltimore is a lot like Detroit. That's another shithole city that mm. doesn't really have much going on. Football team that's been meh for a long time. Now they got a great quarterback with Lamar Jackson, and I think they're going to go all the way. Hmm. Very possible. I, it, it's it's fun because I don't think it's super predictable. Yeah. Like it could be anybody. Which would be which would be great. Um, some are calling for Lions and uh, 49ers, but that can't happen because they're in the same conference. Yeah, they're playing each other on I saw Sunday. A, I saw yeah. a whole article about it, and they're like, "This should be the Super Bowl matchup." And I'm like, "Well, mm, do you watch football? <laughs> like, do you know how it all?" See, that would down? be me. I'd be like, "These two, like they're playing each other. They're, one of them's eliminated. Okay, yeah. never mind. Yeah, they're, they're playing this weekend. They can't play each other in yeah, the Super Bowl. Can't happen. <laughs> it doesn't want, work that way. I want Detroit to win the whole thing, though. That's what I will say. I don't know enough about football to truly predict, even though Dave said it's kind of unpredictable. So I'll, I'll believe you on that, but I'm not going to venture a guess as to who's going to win this weekend. But I will say I'm rooting for Detroit. I like that story. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. I almost had this weekend perfectly planned out that was going to include some live NFL playoff football. Um, So I'm going to Tampa this weekend. Yes. And I was hoping that the Bucs were going to win. Tampa Bay Bucks last weekend yeah. because then they would have played at home this weekend I think so oh, that would have been cool. uh, so I'm that going to cool. the Royal Rumble on Saturday so tomorrow and then I would have gone to the the Bucks game on Sunday Ooh, right quick can I get your thoughts if it's okay since we're still on sports on the Netflix WWE <sighs> I wanted to ask him about the Royal Rumble so yeah let's go <laughs> like, like, let's you're, you're a WWE fan so yep. the news came down we talked about it a bit um, on the podcast when it did happen but Netflix uh, and WWE have a deal over 5 billion US so that's like what was it like 7 billion Canadian dollars and then they're going to be ex- trillion <laughs> a mil- a bit. yeah exactly <laughs> a trillion dollar deal yeah uh, what do you how do you feel about that uh, it's a game changer yeah. to how people consume live sports. Yep. It is, um, you know, Disney, ESPN, like they have been getting into that digital world where, you know, the on-demand is a little more um, is a little more popular than the linear. Baseball has been uh, trying it out with Apple TV for the last few years, uh, some YouTube broadcasts, things like that. So the questions are going to become, are people willing to pay for Netflix in order to watch Monday Night Raw when they had been for over 30 years accustomed to getting it for free or part of their cable package on the USA Network or Spike TV or wherever they were at the time. So it's it's interesting because part of their business model is going to have Smackdown, which is their Friday night show, 
that's going to air on the USA network. So it's still going to stay on traditional cable in the US. So in Canada, Rogers has an exclusivity deal with the WWE. So all of the WWE prod, pro, uh, productions and, and shows, everything is all on the Rogers channel. So either Sportsnet 360 or, or wherever they air them. Mm-hmm. Um, th- that ends. Yeah, that's done. So as of wow. January 2025, all of your premium live events is, is what they call pay-per-views now. Um, all of your Raw, SmackDown, NXT, that's all going to be on Netflix. Mm-hmm. So in Canada, we've been used to paying for the WWE Network, which is how you get your pay, you know, premium live events, your pay-per-views, that kind of thing. Um, and then a lot of the other shows that they run. So in Canada, they have a, like a linear channel where you could just kind of click on and watch what whatever's on. But they also have a very robust on-demand channel um, that, that has a ton of stuff. So if you are online and you sign into your WWE network, you can watch it from anywhere um, mm-hmm. within Canada because it's geo-blocked in that. But uh, it, it is, it's going to be interesting to see if people go for that. And, and the other big thing is that ratings don't matter now like TV ratings, as far as it being on Netflix, there was always conversation about how many people are watching and the ups and downs and numbers and that. But on Netflix, they don't reveal that stuff. Like they don't, they don't go by Nielsen ratings and they don't, it doesn't matter. Unless they want to brag. Every now and again, they do a brag. Where yeah. Like, More people watch Stranger Things than watch this, blah, blah. You know, so every now and again. I'm looking forward to seeing what kind of uh, in other integrations they do with Netflix. You know, like big movies. Uh, are there going to be big, bigger stars that appear kind of through WWE yeah. programming? Yeah. So it's their first foray, foray, foray into uh, regular scheduled live programming. Like... Uh, like you would watch it on on linear cable, right? I got to think, though, that there's way, way, way more people that have Netflix than access to the USA Network. Purely by default, they're bound to have much better ratings on Netflix, ironically, when the ratings don't even matter anymore. So I heard heard this yesterday. I don't know the source, so I can't confirm if it's even remotely true or not, but somebody had said that there's an equivalency between how many people in the U.S. have Netflix and how many people have access to the USA Network. Like, it's almost on par. Really? Yeah, which I thought was a little bit hmm. surprising. So, because you always hear the stories about, you know, the younger audience is cutting the cord. and But so for so long, there's specific programs, and, and sports is in particular, um, you can't get that on your streaming services. Yes. Or you couldn't get it elsewhere. You had to subscribe to the sports package. And especially if you cheer for a team that's not your hometown team. Yep. Or let's say we don't have a hometown team. A great example is the Bills. We don't have an NFL team in Canada. We don't have an NFL team in Toronto or anything like that. Yet. So, yet. But by default, we geographically would cheer for maybe the Lions, maybe the the Bills. But the NFL is one of those leagues where you can be a huge fan of the Raiders. You can be a huge fan of the Patriots and be nowhere near them. But we may not get those games. So you got to subscribe to the bigger package. and you got. And so that's where they have kind of had that... Um, advantage, I guess, all these years. So yeah. now it's it's going to be interesting because I, I, people's people's habits have have stuck around for a really long mm-hmm. time for for watching yeah. Monday Night Raw and sports in general on TV. So I know that that other leagues are looking at this, going, well, if they're willing to pay to watch all these games on TV. We'll be willing to pay for them on a streaming service. And this is what I'm afraid of: is that now the WWE has gone to Netflix. Who's to stop Netflix from saying, and you know what? We're also going to take Major League Baseball. 
And then Apple TV. You know what? We're going to take the NHL. And then Crave. Oh, we're going to take the NBA. And before you know it, we're back to a point where you need like six different subscription services to watch what you yeah. get between the five sports net and TSN channels. That's exactly right. That's exactly right. And and Amazon Prime's toying with that with some NFL games as it is. You yeah. know, So that's where we're headed. Peacock in the so U.S. Shitty. had games and they yes. said that, that the ratings were not quite as high as they were on a normal TV, but that was only one game and they said it was really close. Wow. So maybe it won't take people that long to to make a change in, in their habits. And, and the other thing, too, is that WWE from now until January 2025, they're going to train their audience. Mm-hmm. They're going to spend a lot of time saying, here's how you're going to be able to watch us. The other things that come up are no commercials during the show. Oh, yeah. You know, so yeah. there's going to be questions about how does the show get produced? And is it essentially going to be, you know, it's a three-hour show now, but it's three hours with commercials. So, I don't know, do you put a two-and-a-half-hour show on Netflix? Do you put a two-hour show on Netflix? Because if people are able to watch it, yeah. that's my, my big question is, what, can you watch it after like it's normally on demand? I would imagine so. Because in some cases, live events, they will not give you the option. Like I remember years ago, SNL was one that was blocked where you, you, you had to watch it live or PVR it or you couldn't, like you, for whatever reason, you couldn't watch it online later. It was blocked. Now it's not like that. But for a while it was. So... I wonder if they're going to do that. And then oh, how far and how deep do they open up the rest of the WWE library? Because right now it stays on Peacock in the U.S. So do they say, all right, Netflix is going to go ahead and buy the rest of that and then have the archive live on Netflix and just it's a separate kind of section? Yeah, I bet you they will keep the archive. Why wouldn't they, though? That'd be smart of them, too. Because why wouldn't you want to look back, especially if you're a fan of the WWE and be like, fuck it, I want to watch the... 2010 WrestleMania today, because why not? I don't know. There's going to be people who would be interested in it, so why not? I was going to say, it's January 26th, 2024. And if, Dave, you said, hey, down in my office, I'm going to stream the uh, Hulk Hogan versus the Ultimate Warrior at Skydome, I'd come down and watch that whole fucking match again. There's just something about that. And who didn't grow up with a little WWE in their life? And think about the documentaries. I mean, they're going to be able to do a whole bunch of stuff with this. And the Rock, Dwayne The Rock Johnson will be he- more heavily involved. He's already very heavily involved in Netflix. So I, to answer the question about the celebrities, I absolutely could see there being more celebrity power mixed in with WWE. It's going to be a little different moving forward. They were already talking about Kevin Hart potentially hosting WrestleMania yeah. this year. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Yeah, like, I can see it all. He's done stuff with them in the past, but... Man, like what a what an opportunity to integrate new shows and and new things that you're trying to do with Netflix. Net, I mean, that this is this is bold. Yeah, this is the first real jump into this, and and they're going all in. Our, our thoughts are with the people at Rogers, though. Oh my are god, are we a little yeah. concerned about their I Rogers? Am. That has to be a major source of revenue for them, I would think. They, well, they've had to deal with them forever. Like it's been a long yeah. time that they've they've had programming there and the exclusive home of the programming. Yeah, and I wonder how that works for WWE Canada, who would typically deal with Sportsnet. But I don't think WWE Canada was consulted on this Netflix deal. This probably came right from the top. Well, they they don't yeah. exist anymore. Oh, they don't. No, WWE Canada is long gone. It's uh, everything's done out of. Uh, out well, of that's f- why I never get an email return. That's there. right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah. How that, long has this been going on? Like over a decade. Um, yeah, the, the, that was uh, roughly the last time I was at yeah. an event. Yeah, like wait a minute. Yeah, the Connecticut uh, head office is where they handle everything, but they have an international division, and then now because they've merged with the UFC under the TKO banner, they're reducing um, redundancies, right? So there's different media people. There's different people in the office that weren't there before, but they are, they are charging forward. Like, and and to think about this, like, you know, the controversies and all the kind of crazy stuff that's coming up with Vince McMahon, like terrible, terrible, terrible stuff. And and if this is true, then tarnished for forever, like terrible, awful stuff. Um, And it, and it's like this company 
that he created is now getting $5 billion for a TV show. Like that, like, holy cow. It's, when you think about it like that, it's yeah. And when you think of scope, amazing. you're like, this is insane. Yeah, like, yeah. But the sad part is a lot of that will be tarnished if all of this stuff ends up being true. Where you're like, ah, I, what a shame that like, you know, so many people have, have been fans of this for so long and so many people are going to get turned off of it because of this kind of a thing, yeah. you know, which is a shame to the performers. It's a shame to the people that work so hard to get there. Uh, all of it is just, it feels very gross. Okay, so you said you're going to the Royal Rumble this mm-hmm. weekend. That's great. I'm I In Florida, such a great place, too. I was at a WrestleMania in Florida once and had a great time. It was awesome. But let me ask you. I hear what you're saying about Vince McMahon. I don't disagree with you. You're walking into the, the stadium on Sunday. Holy shit, that's Vince McMahon. You taking a picture with him? You shaking his hand? <laughs> I mean, I get what the accusations are, but this is also a man it. who has completely <laughs> changed everything when it comes to television, sports, and sports entertainment. Uh, I, I'm the wrong guy to ask because I've met him. Oh, okay. Yeah, but uh, I don't know. I don't know what would happen in that case. Um, I think I'd avoid it. It's like, what would you do if Harvey Weinstein walked down the street? Well, I think Harvey Weinstein is... I, I don't <laughs> know. like, hey, jump in for a selfie, Harvey. Yeah. I, I don't know what Harvey <laughs> ever did for the world, personally. He made some okay movies. That was it. Vince, is, he's been a game changer. He was a true trailblazer. And, and he took a business from nothing to selling it for $5 billion. I mean, that's a true success story. What, what happened in his personal life? And I don't even know if I know all the accusations. Um, but either way, I mean, professionally, he was still king shit yeah it's just the problem is is the the level of power you get from that professional thing you think it that it it makes you immune to certain behaviors and punishment for behavior invisible yeah like oh the last couple of days of the stories that have come out like about sex trafficking a work somebody that worked in the office passing her around like sending her nude pictures to other people like it just all of it is so gross and just ugh. like it, it makes me sad that it that it that it ever happened to begin with yeah that you know you should feel that way anyway but um it's just ick isn't your flight in like five hours yeah why are you here because i got work to do uh, wow you are a trailblazer Good working right up till the last minute i have a meeting scheduled and i have it in uh in a way where it should be after i check in through security <laughs> That's perfect. Really? Like, uh, yeah, I legit have a, a, a video meeting to be on. Yeah. Fantastic. You're flying out of Hamilton, I think, right? Yeah, yeah. First time I flying out of Hamilton. Oh, uh, yeah. Do it's it. great. I, I still think we should just shut Pearson down. <laughs> yeah, great. Oh, Good I idea. Think, yeah. I, I think it's so big, we should just break it up. And I still don't understand why we have a Terminal 1 and 3, but not a 2. Like, the whole thing's a mess, and it's just from years of growth rapidly and no other options. But, hey, if you ever get the choice, and you can fly out of the Toronto Island Airport, Hamilton or Kitchener, any of those three, you'll probably appreciate the experience better than going to Pearson. I've also heard the London airport's good. Oh, you're absolutely I've never, right. I've, never flown out of I've never flown out of London. For me, KW and, and Hamilton, those are my go-tos right now. I would, I would for sure for London. Like anything to avoid Pearson, basically. Okay. I want to play something for you guys because today is an important day, especially for people that do what we do for a living. Listen to this. You'll know exactly what it is. What is everything I thought it was? Uh, you know, so, uh, yeah, so f- four years, uh, 
that pandemic happened. <laughs> yeah, um, a lot of stuff. It was but uh, making this record, this this album, was uh, is different from any other one. And it's so you know what's so funny is you interviewing me. Is it weird? Because I feel like we've already had this conversation, but we have to have it so you guys can hear the story. I'm sorry. <laughs> is, is, is it odd? Is it odd that yeah? It's because you know, people are listening, but we yeah, we've had had this conversation. No, but so so. so. <laughs> But I'll tell it. Thank you. Okay. And we want to know. Um, <laughs> yeah, so four years and, and, and different from making uh, albums before because I would just go in for a block of time and say, this is what we made and this is what it is. And during the pandemic, you know, having our second son, which was unbelievable. Oh, shout uh, out to Nikki. Shout out to Finn. We love you, bud. And... Uh, He's so cute. Oh, he's so cute. They're both so cute. They're both so cute. It's you lucked lovely. out. Yeah, you got good kids. They run our house. It's crazy. Yeah. Um, did they smoke weed before but, this? But I'm I was going back and forth, you know, two weeks writing, coming back for a month, and just doing what we call writer camps, where I would work with different songwriters, work with different producers, um, people that I've worked with before, uh, people that I've never worked with before. But how many songs did you write? Because we ended up with like almost 100 songs. Um, Seriously, I remember, I've heard that's probably... That's not an exaggeration. I'm not saying that because it's a nice number to say on television. We ended up with almost, uh, almost 100 songs and... You uh, cut it down. Narrowed it down to 18 songs. Justin Timberlake is back with new music 2024? 2024. Um, that's great. I mean, I, I, I'm looking forward to hearing that album. I have no doubt in my mind that it's going to be really, really good. And I like Selfish so far, by the way, which is his song he put out. Now, he did announce some of the dates for the world tour already, and Toronto's not on it <laughs> Do you have any all. information to add to that, um, Dave, or do they keep you in the dark on that? He's got to be. There's no way Justin Timberlake is not doing a show in Toronto when he's doing a world tour. Depends if he's doing a second leg. He will do a second leg because all he's announced is North America. Sorry, U.S. dates minus Vancouver. Vancouver's the only Canadian date. Actually, Vancouver's the kickoff. So I think that'd be great. End of April, he's in Vancouver. And then he's all over the place. I mean, Las Vegas, Inglewood, Phoenix, all these places. No Toronto. He's even in Boston and not even in Toronto yet. Yet, but it's coming. If you look at the dates, though, he's got, like, after the Madison Square Garden show, I think it is in New York, there's, like, three available dates in a row where he could do, like, a residency, essentially, four nights in a row at Madison Square Garden. Yeah. Or he could very easily do two in New York, two in Toronto, Sayonara. Yeah. It's got to be something like that. He I, will. I, I, I re- I'll tell you a quick story. Uh, Justin Timberlake, I was interviewing him backstage at the Air Canada Centre, pre-Scotiabank Arena, and they, they put the priority on TV. And I think it was ET Canada and E-Talk, and all these people had to go in and do their interviews and stuff Don't like that. Don't say E-Talk. It makes Dave sick. Oh, yeah. yeah. I immediately go, ah, ah. But all these TV shows were doing interviews, yeah. and they all went long, and his record company was like, Hey, dude, you got to go. You're on stage in like 10 minutes. And I was the last person sitting there. And Justin said, are we done? And he's, I remember the record rep saying, no, no, it's just one more radio station. You got to go, though. And he's like, radio made me what I am today. I'm not skipping a radio interview. Let's do it. And he walked in and he was a little rushed. But he was like, hey, Scott, great. Ask me whatever you want to ask me. But I'm on a bit of a timeline. So if we can just get to it, that's great. And the fact that he, as an artist, still appreciates radio as much as he does is amazing. Because there's a lot of artists, particularly the ones in the TikTok and YouTube era, 
that never really needed to rely on radio airplay for to get discovered. Whereas back in the day, that was how you got discovered. And it's kind of funny to me now that, to see that a lot of the artists that are getting some of the exposure on, on the social channels like TikTok, um, they're not seeing any of the return from a financial perspective. Mm-hmm. It's still a, a discovery platform and it's still a place where they still go get signed or they still mm-hmm. end up with a record deal or, you know, whatever it may be. So the root is a little different, but it's so funny to watch new artists that freak out the first time they hear their song on the radio still. Uh-huh. We just, I just it's had this cool. experience with a Canadian artist like about a month ago, Danny Doucette, who is, uh, is a singer that's working with Carl Wolf. And uh, we were in contact and we featured her song on the radio for uh, a couple of feature shows that we do. And, uh, and she recorded herself listening in, in the car. And it's still that there's something special about that. It's still that you, you hear the first time an artist hears their song on the radio because they didn't punch the button to make it play. Mm-hmm. So there's something special about somebody else choosing said to your music should be played. You know what I and mean? And people listening to it that wouldn't have chose or that wouldn't have known maybe to choose to listen to you. Right. And yeah. and there's, you know, when it comes to, to music radio stations in particular, there's a lot of work that goes into what gets played how it gets played. There's there's tons of, I mean, math involved that doesn't, you know, the average listener doesn't hear about any of that stuff ever. So when we get to do that kind of stuff and we get to, you know, help an artist break or, you know, an artist like a Justin Timberlake or even a Dua Lipa thanked radio that came back and said, like, thanks for playing my song. Yeah. Like, it, it was really cool to hear my song for the first time on the radio. That's still a core memory for a lot of artists. And yeah. hell, I, I still... I talk to to announcers and and radio hosts that are you know going on for the first time. There's still something special about. It. There's still yeah. a magic involved in just it's there and it's and it's special and it, I don't think it ever goes away. It may change in how it's presented over time and that's just a normal evolution. But there's just still something that that's I I think it's romantic about it. I don't know what it is. It's just something special. I still get excited when I hear you on the radio. I do too. I yeah. tell people I know them. I, I, I just shut <laughs> Did up. Did you know I know them? Turn up the radio loud. Yeah, I know them. <laughs> uh, on the note of Justin Timberlake, can I mention the petty the, the petty thing? Yeah, real quick? for sure. Um, so Britney Spears has a song called Selfish as well. That's Justin Timberlake's first song off the album. I think if you're a fan, you guys know. So did you know Britney Spears has a song named Self? I've never even heard of that. It's no. from 2011. Never was a radio release. That's so probably why. Cut. It was like an, yeah, exactly. Did it sound like South? You know what? I've never oh, even ah, heard ah, it, ah, ah, but I'm telling you, a lot of people are listening to it because the fans of Britney Spears want to troll Justin so hard. They made it at last check. It was number three on iTunes top 40, just behind Justin Timberlake's oh, really? new song. They're doing it on purpose to try to drown out his song, Selfish. But anyway, I thought that was like, those Britney Spears fans, you know who you are. Oh my goodness. Because we had some texters actually being like, don't talk about Justin Timberlake today. I was like, okay, come on. Come on. Relax. Come on. Wait until his second single comes out. Everything's going to go crazy. You've heard a little bit of it? I already know. It's called Hit Me Baby One More Time. (laughs) And it's... Oh, it's going to cause nothing but controversy. Yeah. Is his loneliness killing him? Oh, it? it's unbelievable. Yeah. yeah. And he sings about toxicity in another song I as love well. It. Oh, it's crazy. I can't wait. Yeah. <laughs> Will he be dancing around with a snake? Yeah, absolutely. I hope so. Is this selfish? I think okay. this is selfish. I should know this. And that's about as much as you can legally play. I think so. Yeah, yeah that's it. That's all you get. Okay, guys, we got to go. Uh... What an emotional roller coaster this podcast has I been know. today. I started off nervous because I didn't know what state you were going to be in. And then I got real sad listening to the story, but then happy when I heard about the listeners texting and 
Then it was hilarious when I heard that Dave's probably going to miss his flight today because he's still here. <laughs> <laughs> uh, just, about it? Yeah, just know that when all of our cleaning supplies are stocked up and I'm still standing at the airport going, oh, there's the plane leaving. Uh, <laughs> just know that I did it for you. You did it for us. We yeah. appreciate it. How fun at the Rumble? What's the main event? Uh, I don't even know. Um, this There's so much going on in WWE right now that, that it could be any number of things. I don't think they've announced what the actual main event is. Probably going to be one of the Rumbles, either the Men's Rumble or the Women's Rumble. Do you freak out, by the way? Sorry, I know that we're going along here. Do you freak out at the, like, are you, like, really in it? Like, in for the drama and the soap opera aspect yeah, of it? Like, if someone yeah. comes out and it's like, whoa, are you one of those people? Yeah, like, why, ah! why watch it if you're not going to get into it? Yeah, good. Yeah, right. what's the point? Good, no, for sure. It is, uh, for those who, who always... I say, whoa, wrestling's fake. And I go, do you think Iron Man's real? Oh, yeah, for sure. And but it's, you it's like that. It's entertainment. I'll entertainment tell you what it is. This is how I describe it to people. It's live action combat theater. Yep, yep, yep. Live action combat theater. Live action combat theater. theater. Okay, I could see that. I picture about 5 o'clock in the evening. Uh, the event's tomorrow night, right? Tomorrow Saturday night. night? Yeah. In about 24 hours, Dave is going to look like Jason fucking Kelsey. It's <laughs> <laughs> Shirt off. Shirt off. Go, Chuggy. yeah! Come on, yeah! CM Punk, yeah! <laughs> I'm picking up kids just so oh they can see God. better. He is, he is the, by the way, my wife, I, I know we're signing off here, but my wife is obsessed with him. Is she? Yeah, I, I think he's great. With him and Travis. And I, and I keep trying to find ways to talk shit about him. Like when, like she's like, can we watch the Kelsey documentary? I'm like, let's watch Hell's Kitchen. <laughs> you know, like, you know, like I'm, I'm trying to find ways to, to be like, oh, he's, you know, he's this and he's that. And you know, why do you like him? But everything he does, I'm like, this guy's a dude. Like, he's I funny. like this guy. I, I would funny. hang out with him. Like, and the fact that he comes on and he's like, Bill's Mafia is the best. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> yeah. he, one of us, one yeah. of us. Like, he's totally that guy. He said everything right and did everything right last weekend. If that guy decided, you know what? I want to run for mayor of Buffalo. He'd fucking win. Oh, he totally would. would. Well, I loved that he was talking about um, the first time he met his wife. This story's been out a few times, but it, it's it, he unabashedly tells people I was so drunk I passed out half an hour into our date and everyone's like ah it's charming <laughs> like do you imagine you show up on a date yeah. and the guy passes out half an hour in and then you still drunk. stay yeah. with them and then, yes. you're, then you ask for can I get a second date hello yeah yeah <laughs> you're trying to put your number in his phone yeah. he's sleeping I on it call me <laughs> but he, truly like you watch the guy and you're like oh he's just he's just a like, I can't find anything to get mad at. Yeah, he's cool. Love it. Do we owe any apologies? No apologies, just one dedication. To Leo. To Leo. To Leo. Thanks, guys.